0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Heredity Podcast with me, Dr. James Bergen. In the first episode of 2023, we're going to celebrate some of the best student-led papers published in Heredity over the previous year. And here to help us is co-editor-in-chief Arara Reith Welcome to the podcast, Aurora. To start, can you just introduce yourself and let listeners know a little bit about you?
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, audience, for having me today. So, sure. My name is uh, Aurora said, I'm working as a co-editor-in-chief of Heredity. I'm evolutionary biologist and geneticist based at Autonomous University of Barcelona in Spain. And basically, the objective of our research group is trying to understand how genomes are organized, evolve, and transmitted to the offspring. So I'm really happy to be here and explain uh, as a first in the year why these excellent papers were selected as uh, students' papers in heredity.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining me. And as you were saying there, we're here to talk about the 2022 Student Paper Prize. And that name may sound a little bit self-explanatory, but I wonder if you could just tell us what this prize is and explain a bit about it.
1: Yeah, so in Heredity, uh, we like to encourage the involvement of early career researchers. And as a society-run journal, giving a prize for the best student paper is a good way to do it. We think it's an excellent way to do it. So just to give you a little bit of background, the best student paper prize was introduced recently in 2020 by our previous editor-in-chief, Barbara Mabel. So it's three years now that this prize is running and we would like this to continue to helping the students to get more engaged with the genetic society and giving them the opportunity to reach a broad audience with this prize.
0: Perfect. And I guess before we get into the specifics of what made last year's papers great, what is it you're generally looking for in a good student-led paper?
1: So we are looking for papers uh led by students, obviously, but uh, that they are carrying age in their field, paying uh, special attention to the way the paper is written and the data presented. So as heredity covers a broad range of topics within the field of genetics, we also looked at the students' papers or bring a general message that can go beyond this yeah, system under study in this case. And so this is a general idea, so cutting edge research and also a way that the students present the paper in a clear and articulated manner. And I would like to say that this year all the quality of papers was very good and it was very challenging for us to select the winner from so many excellent submissions. So I would like to take this opportunity to congratulate all authors for the contributions.
0: Mm, Yeah, they are definitely some very good papers. And we have three excellent ones to talk about today. Uh, So let's start our celebration of 2022 with one of our runners up, Cameron Walsh from the University of Hawaii at Manoa. His paper was called Genomic Insights into the Historical and Contemporary Demographics of the Grey Roof Shark. What made it stand out?
1: So as I said, it was difficult to select a winner, and I would like to emphasize that the three finalists this year were good examples of how to use genomics to solve different research questions, such as a species history, demographic, and local adaptation. And in the case of Cameron Wall's paper, in this case, it was focused on endangered grey reef shark, and uh, by using genome-wide SNP data from different populations, they were able to reconstruct demographic history of these species, and they also infer population sizes using different analytical methods. So we believe that the paper serves as a general guide for applications of demographic inference methods in this case, using this particular species.
0: Mm, Yeah, it is a really good paper. And actually, all three of these papers, we already have Heredity podcast episodes on Unfortunately, when we recorded an episode on this paper, Cameron couldn't actually join us. But here's a clip of his co-first author, Paolo Mamagliano, discussing this work in our April episode, Grey Reef Shark Demographics.
1: I guess
2: the biggest uh, answer we got is that the current population of grey reef sharks are the result, most likely, of a population expansion that occurred within the past 100,000 generations. So, reasonably recently this population today are still not at equilibrium because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to detect this population expansion. So meaning that uh, the patterns of genetic diversity we see across the species range still reflect today that history of range expansion. And uh, this is important when you think about population structure and you think about genetic differentiation from a conservation genetic perspective as well. And uh, using this method, where we looked at the at the location where there is the highest negative correlation between distance from that point and genetic diversity, it seems that that uh, expansion started somewhere in the Coral Triangle. So again, it started in that very high biodiversity area, which uh, has been proposed as being a net source of oceanic biodiversity.
0: So let's turn to the other runner-up, Wei Chang from the University of Hohenheim in Germany. His paper was called Physical Geography, Isolation by Distance, and Environmental Variables Shape Genomic Variation of Wild Barley in the Southern Levant." What was good about this paper?
1: So yes, in this case, Xi Wei presented a nice study on the environmental variables that can shape genomic variation, in this case, wild barley. They used an impressive number of collected accessions, and they made use of methods that provide advantage in rapidly evolving breeding populations and so another good examples of how to use genomic data and also the paper was also very well written and figures and tables neatly presented and, and described and explained so it was another good example to be selected as a runner
0: it is a really fantastic paper and here's a clip of Wei discussing this work in our February episode Wild Barley Genetics
3: the reason that we're interested in wild barley is because it can be a very interesting genetic resources for barley breeding since they, they have grown in the wild environment for a long period and they are supposedly adapt to their local environment, especially in the Levant region. There's very diverse environment. Okay. So, um, I think maybe I need to introduce about this region. So uh, Levant is geographic uh, area that includes a large Eastern Mediterranean regions. And the place that we are studying is the, the southern part of Levant. And within this region, it has very diverse climate within very short geographic range. So since we are studying in a very small regions, they supposedly will have a lot of migrations. But uh, meanwhile, the highly diverse environments should impose very strong natural selection to the population there. So this will become a very complex but I- interesting system for the study. And uh, we think this kind of environment would provide some selection to those mutations that can be used in body breeding when it comes to the to study of, uh, related to, to climate change.
0: And finally, we have our winner, Mario Ernst, from the Leibniz Institute for Evolution and Biodiversity Science in Germany. His paper was called Utilizing Musomics to Trace the Complex History and Species Boundaries in an Avian Study System of Conservation Concern. What made this the best student led paper of 2022?
1: Well, as I said, it was difficult. Eh? It's, it's just, um, it was all good quality. And in the case of Mario Ernst and collaborators, uh, in this case, they generated uh, the de novo assembly of a bird species and also uh, produced re- sequencing data from museums specimens. And uh, we think it's a nice, uh, this paper represents a nice example of how museomics, which is the study of genomic data obtained from ancient DNA, can help to resolve important evolutionary and conservation questions. So that's why we, we thought that will be a good representative of the use of uh, genomics in solve this kind of research questions in this case. And the paper was also be- very well written and structured, a clear study design, interesting results, and also articulated uh, and detailed discussion that can be also expanded to other model systems that can follow this uh, methodology. So it was uh, the reasons that we selected so, this paper. But as I say, it is, all papers were really excellent quality, and we are really happy to have these uh, students' papers published in Heredity.
0: Yeah, they are all fantastic, but I was honestly not that surprised to see Mario's paper up at the top. And here's a clip of Mario discussing this work in our June episode, Asian Oriole Musomics.
4: So in our paper, we're looking at, at an avian species group, which originates from Asia. And this species group is of conservation concern because it includes the endangered silver oriole. And there's this previous paper by Knud which showed that the taxonomy within this complex may be inaccurate. Uh, Of course, this could have serious implications for conservation, so we decided to uh, reevaluate the systematics within this group. And for this, we reconstructed the evolutionary history and we reassessed species boundaries using genetic data. Now, what makes our study somewhat uh, special is that we extracted DNA from museum specimens. And that's where the term museomics comes into play. Uh, in a nutshell, museomics is just the um, use of genomic methods for the study of museum specimens. And I think. This term was coined in 2007, so it's a, a relatively recent field. And this is because it has been challenging to use genetic analysis with museum specimens because the older the samples get, the more degradation patterns they present and the more fragmented their DNA becomes. But thanks to recent advancements in sequencing as well as in bioinformatics, it's becoming increasingly possible to overcome these limitations. So as a result, we see how more and more researchers are integrating museum specimens in their uh, genetic analysis and therefore we see how this term is uh, getting more mainstream it's popping up more and more in the literature.
0: And just to finish up Aurora I wonder what advice you'd have for any students out there looking to write a prize-winning paper what should they be doing?
1: So I would say that a good paper is about telling a story right and to engage the reader efficiently into that story and in that case a good paper should have a fluent narrative So my first piece of advice is try to have a clear message first, which is key, and then try to be concise and then at the same time complete in developing a story. So for students, when developing or preparing your manuscript from your thesis, because normally it's what it takes, you have different chapters from your thesis. So try to focus and identify which is the main message you want to bring out and avoiding redundancies and then determine at early stages of the writing process which is essential and which is not essential to that story and this is a difficult part obviously because all of us we want to introduce all the different methodology or the different analysis that we have done now to show that we have worked a lot but in this case you have to create a logical framework when developing the manuscript so a great structure is important and and then When you send a manuscript to the journal in this case, and then when receiving uh, comments back from reviewers, I will also uh, advise for early research uh, career uh, stages to respond to all comments. Don't take comments or criticisms too seriously, to give it a thought and then think about that. Because if reviewers ask for clarification, this is probably because there are some aspects in the manuscript that are not clear enough. For the reader outside the area, outside the field. So, yep, make sure that points are covered in the manuscript when, when sending a response back and also be, uh, constructive in a way, because there's always ways to improve your manuscripts, right? So that will be my first, uh, yeah, for the humble opinion of, of, uh, of reading, uh, different papers.
0: Fantastic. I think that's some really good advice, and I guess it's a little bit daunting getting reviewer comments back for the first time. But I do regularly hear that comments back from Heredity are really helpful and really nice and really constructive. So people shouldn't be afraid of it. As you say, it is there to help improve your manuscript.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's always ways to improve, and you have to take it as a positive uh, comments that always can can improve that. Yep.
0: Perfect. Well, hopefully people listening will take on board that advice and they will send us some really outstanding manuscripts this year. Um, and I guess thank you to you, for joining me and helping us explore and celebrate these really incredible student-led papers.
1: Thank you, James, for having me. And yeah, we encourage the students uh, to send their manuscripts and their word to Heredity and we'll be happy to welcome them and heard about the nice research they are doing. Thank you.
0: Amazing. Uh, so you can find all of the papers discussed today on the Heredity website. That's nature.com forward slash HDY. While you're there, you can check out how to submit your own papers to the journal. Heredity is the official journal of the Genetic Society. You can subscribe to the Heredity Podcast and listen to all of our previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Heredity Journal. If you want to get in touch with me directly, drop me an email at hereditypodcast.gen at gmail.com. I'm James Bergen, and thanks for listening.